This is the Content Creator Society, an organization that exists to unite and empower all content creators through inspiration and education. Each week, we bring you insights from content creators from around the world that will inspire you, educate you, and entertain you. We're all in this together. I'm Bonner Bulger. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And as an article in the magazine Fast Company points out, there's even a Macklemore song about it, so that must make it real. Now, not everyone subscribes to the 10,000 hour philosophy, but I'd argue that regardless of the hours, being great at something usually takes consistency, dedication, and practice. This week, I caught up with automotive photographer, publisher, and reluctant influencer, Lucas Scarfone of Scarfone Photo. Lucas has been behind the camera shooting cars for the better part of 16 years now. Over those years, he's been steadily building an audience on Instagram. Now that audience has turned out to be more than just an audience. A few of those people have become friends. So what's Lucas's secret? Let's find out. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by Lucas Scarfone of Autostrada Magazine and Scarfone Photography. Lucas, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, Lucas, why don't we start? Um, I've known you for a long, long time, but maybe uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, yeah. So I uh, started shooting exotic cars in Toronto when I was about 14 years old. Uh, my parents used to drive me out to the Viper Club meets where I would uh, take some pictures of the owner's cars. And then as it's evolved since then, I started working for some of the bigger manufacturers, uh, dealerships, personal owners, um, and some of the corporate side as well. And tell us a little bit about the community that you've built up over the years. What are you at on Instagram now? You're 16, 17. I actually, I, I probably should have looked this up ahead of time, but I didn't. Um, so why, why don't you fill us in? <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's 19,000. So not very much, but it's, uh, it's great. You know, and I'm, I'm really proud that just to have the people that are around me, it's such a great community of people in Toronto when it comes to the automotive community. Um, so through doing a lot of the, um, different charity events and stuff like that, a lot of the guys that I've grown up with, um, they're just so generous, you know, like not even just financially, but just with their time and, and their vehicles. And it's great to be a part of a community where everybody can rally around, um, for great causes and, and really use their automotive passion to give back. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, well, specifically you said that the, you know, it's a small, small community, 19,000, you know, and I guess that's on a relative scale. You've got people out there that have a hundred thousand people that have you know, a million, whatever. Um, how do you, you know, how do you define, we, we, we've, we've talked about this in the past uh, about the quality of a community versus the size of, of a community. And would you, you would argue that you've got a fairly passionate 19,000 people there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, like I, our most recent example is I'm doing a, a small initiative for the Starlight Children's Foundation. So I do photo shoots and then instead of people paying me, they donate to the charity. Um, so just to show kind of the, the engagement side, um, we've raised almost $5,000 so far and we just started it about uh, three or four days ago. Um, so that's what I mean when we talk about kind of that, um, like the loyal following, but really engaged and passionate people. Um, th that's a really big uh, source of pride for myself is just the people around me are fantastic and, and they really help put me in the position that I'm in. Um, so it's, for me, it's the least I can do to, um, to be able to use those access to the cars, uh, for positive reasons, right? Like same thing, I drive a Volkswagen, so it's not like I have the cars myself. So if I had uh, same thing, if I had a Ferrari, I'd be doing this kind of stuff. So it's something where a lot of my friends, we all kind of think similarly. 
Um, and they've worked hard and they're in the position to own the actual cars. And it's so encouraging to see them give back and they always let the kids sit in the cars or they'll take them out to the racetrack and take kids for rides. And it's just really special to be a part of that. With your community being at almost 20,000, what is the secret as far as you're concerned with respect to building that community? How did you get from zero to, to 20? And was there a point when you added a whole bunch of people because you did something in particular, or has it just been a steady, gradual grind to, uh, to grow that community? Yeah. You know what? I think I've never really focused on growing the community. Um, I, I really just try to kind of be authentic and, and be able to share what I do every day. So I'm in a really fortunate position to be able to, um, travel a fair amount and, and shoot some really interesting cars. And, um, I find if you're just yourself, that's the biggest thing. Like I'm not afraid to post a picture of my little green Volkswagen here and there. And, um, I, I just try to be as genuine as possible and really come across and show people that I'm grateful to be able to shoot these cars. Uh, it's kind of a fine line. Like obviously I'm work with a lot of the higher end brands and communities, but it's just for me, I'm lucky to be around it. So if I can kind of share it with people versus kind of showing off and saying it's, I don't know, Ferrari Friday or something like that. Right. It's, it's something that I really try and kind of drill at home that I, I'm lucky that I'm around the cars. I don't own the cars, but I'm fortunate that a lot of my friends do and, and allow me to, to photograph them. And that's opened a lot of doors, like to be able to shoot for some of the bigger brands. And these are posters I've had on my wall since I was a little kid. So to have them, uh, to have, have them in front of my lens is pretty special. Yeah, no, you are, you know, I look at your feed and having known you for years, I, I look at your feed and I just think, oh, well, that's, that's exactly how I imagine you in real life. I mean, the, your, your feed and who you are <laughs> seem to be the exact same person. So it's definitely authentic and that, that, that works. You've done a lot of work Thanks. with BMW Canada. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of people who are in the position of, you know, being content creators would love to know, you know, how did you get there? How did you get from, how did you get shooting, shooting for a major manufacturer? Yeah, for sure. And you know what, it's, it's interesting. Cause when I started this stuff, like I, I obviously never thought it would turn into what it has, but, um, even when you say it there, like working for BMW Canada, like it's something where uh, sometimes we get a little spoiled in our jobs and we kind of take it for granted that we're working with some of these brands, but it, it's always special. You know, and every time I see an Instagram post where a BMW or a GM or one of those guys are sharing um, some of my work, like that's, that's such an honor. You know what I mean? Like these people, um, and these brands are, have been around forever and they've built such incredible, uh, vehicles and communities and for them to share your image of their product is something that, um, yeah, I, I try and never, um, take that for granted. So yeah, like, uh, on one of the examples, like with the BMW one, um, we did a trip over to Europe with a lot of my friends. Uh, we picked up four brand new BMWs at the factory. Um, so yeah, you know, a, a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it's just kind of putting yourself in the position and just showing up. Um, same thing. I've been shooting for 16 years, I guess now, um, I just turned 30. So it's, it's something where if you kind of show up and you put yourself out there and you're not going to get paid every time, but if you kind of showcase your work and, and you showcase your personality and you're easy to work with, that's a big deal. Um, so a lot of these people, like they're busy, they're marketing people and they don't have time to worry about the photographer. Right. So if you can just show up in an event, um, or take a car and they just, know what they expect and it's an easy working relationship. Uh, I think that's pretty much half the battle. So obviously the images have to be a, a certain quality, but further than that, it's just kind of having that, um, that easy working relationship. So I think the, the takeaway there for me is the 16 years you've been working for 16 years and it's not a no, you know, an overnight, ex, an overnight success takes 16 years. 
<laughs> it's funny when you look back at it, like I've been shooting now longer than I haven't. Um, so the biggest thing for me is, um, it's really relationships. That's what it comes down to. Like there's a lot of people with cameras out there. Um, so I think the biggest kind of competitive advantage that someone can have is you're selling yourself. So you're selling, obviously your work has to be at a certain level to, um, to work with these brands, but you're really selling yourself as a product and being able to work well with others and work easily with the marketing teams and kind of put yourself in different positions and be flexible. So same thing, like you said, it kind of takes 16 years um, to be working for some of the bigger brands, but I know there's a, there's a lot of people out there who haven't been working that long either. So it's something where you just kind of, you keep pushing yourself forward and you keep uh, just, just trying to knock on doors. And the good thing with digital photography now is the, the barrier to entry is very low. So if you can be out there and just kind of hone your craft and really showcase your talent, um, that's really what it's all about. So let's talk about equipment then. So you, um, you know, you said there's a lot of photographers out there. Um, I know you've recently upgraded or, well, it's probably not that recent now. It seems recent to me. Um, but what do you shoot right now? Yeah. So I've always been a Nikon guy. Um, not because I have any loyalty to the brand itself. It's just, that's what I grew up with. So I'm, I'm familiar with the systems and the menus and I know kind of how to make my camera do what I want it to do. Um, so yeah, like I have a Nikon D5. I had that for probably the last two or three years. And then uh, I recently just purchased a D850, the Nikon. So the biggest thing with that was um, obviously the image quality is great, but it was the Wi-Fi. So for me, if I can be out at a track day um, and rather than uploading an uh, an Instagram post from my phone, I can just connect my phone to my camera, quickly pop it on, edit it in Lightroom Mobile and have an actual photo that I took um, from the track day as opposed to just a cell phone picture in pit lane. So that was a really big deal for me. And, and also the flip out screen, um, it may sound, sound kind of trivial, but it's something that really, it saves time. It saves your back. It saves your knees. Um, and it's something that really helped me when I was, uh, shooting these cars cause you can shoot it from a lower angle. So it's something where I, um, yeah, it really helped me kind of just put it, put the cars at a different elevation and, and be able to, uh, to capture those shots that I really wouldn't have the opportunity to otherwise. That's interesting. No one ever really thinks about, I shouldn't say no one does, but the the toll on the body that the kind of jobs that content creators like yourself have, it's actually a fairly physically demanding kind of, uh, kind of job. So, um, you know, get good health insurance, I suppose. Oh, for sure. It's funny. Cause you see, like, I don't do a ton of motorsports stuff, but if you see guys like Jordan Munson and those guys out there, like, it's a grind, man. These guys are walking like 10, 20, 30 kilometers a day. They're in the rain, they're in the heat. And you know, I've done it here and there, but the guys who shoot, um, who shoot motorsports stuff are a different breed. Like those are the guys you want to go up Mount Everest with because they're uh, they're tough (laughs) dudes. All right. So, uh, the next little section here is, um, what's your top tip for, uh, an iPhone app? Because as much as you have your DLSR and, and things like that, Obviously, we distribute stuff on iPhones. I heard you talk about one app uh, just in your last little bit there. So uh, what would you say to people, um, what would your recommendation be for your top, uh, your mobile phone app that helps you uh, get things out the door? Yeah, for sure. So some wise man named Bonner one day told me about Lightroom Mobile. So <laughs> um, no, it's fantastic. You know what? Like I take the raw image off my off my camera. Um, I pop it in there and in half a, half a minute, um, you can come up with something that's fairly comparable to what you would have done in Photoshop anyway. Um, so that was fantastic. You know, I, I've, I've edited shots from my iPhone and put them on, uh, on social and it's, it's incredible the capability of the mobile devices now. 
Um, so yeah, like I, that's my go-to. I don't have any other image editing apps on my phone except Lightroom Mobile. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I kind of swear by that just cause same thing. I know how it works. I know what I want the end result to be and I know how to get there in that program. So, yeah, I've, I was, um, you know, going from Lightroom and, you know, I've used year way back in the day, Aperture and Lightroom. And, um, now I'm actually using Luminar, but Lightroom on the desktop was always such you know, there was a lot of crashes and it was always a bit of a, a bear for me to use. And when I discovered it on, especially the iPad, where you can sort of put your gradients in with your your finger and sort of paint things around and to edit with your finger on the iPad in particular has been like life-changing for me. There's something that's just great about being able to manipulate the photo and the colors using your hand. So it's, I, I can't, and they did such a great job with that. I mean, Adobe really killed that that they, they nailed it um, with that particular app. So Lightroom for mobile, amazing. Lightroom on the desktop, I'm still, eh, I got 50-50. I'm not even 50-50. Not a massive fan, to be honest with you. Um, that's for sure. Um, so, and the last thing is, you know, what one tip overall would you have for someone who might be in the position where they're looking to get into what you do? They're looking... Maybe they're younger and, you know, they see Lucas with 20,000 people. I think I want to be a Lucas or maybe someone who's already in the industry and just, you know, could, you know, because we're all about sharing tips and tricks here. What would you, um, what would your top tip slash trick slash um, comment be uh, about the, uh, the profession that you've chosen? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's tough. A lot of it is community based. A lot of it is just being out there. Um, when I think a lot of the big opportunities I've gotten, it's because I was there. Um, and same thing, you're not going to get paid every time. But I feel like if you're shooting something you're passionate about, um, you'll be out there anyway. So for me, I've always loved cars. So for me to be around these cars and be at Ferrari track day and all these cruises and that kind of thing, it was something where I love to be there. And it was almost a bonus that I could take pictures. So I think if you kind of surround yourself with like-minded people and, and really start shooting things that you're really passionate about, uh, the revenue will come. You know, like it's something that, same thing, I've kind of been we're very fortunate and lucky there where things have kind of worked out on my end, but same thing. Like I, I still shoot a lot for free and I still um, go to events and be out there. And, and a lot of it is just being out there. Um, so I think just showing up and, and really sharing your passion and being able to work under different circumstances and being able to work well with uh, in different environments is very key to that too. hundred percent. I agree. Okay. So where can people find you on Instagram? Absolutely. So it's Scarfoni Photo. So S-C-A-R-F-O-N-E-P-H-O-T-O. That is where you're going to find some fine, fine images of cars. The odd, um, the odd green Volkswagen, uh, which is still a very, <laughs> which is a very beautiful car. And maybe you'd like to tell people about your alter ego. Oh, my body by pasta. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big one for me. I'm uh, my life is pretty much cars and pasta, and now I have a puppy. So, it um, yeah, it's great. You know, I've been fortunate to be able to share a lot of my personal stuff on there, and and that goes back to that genuineness where it's just I really am grateful to be where I am and be surrounded by the things that I'm surrounded by. So it's uh, yeah, it's just kind of sharing that positivity and being able to uh, showcase my work at the same time. All right. Well, Lucas, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time at the track. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. That was Lucas Scarfoni. You can follow him at Scarfoni Photo on Instagram. The Content Creator Society podcast audio production is by Justin Dama. 
Original music by Justin Dama. Thanks for listening. Thank you.